Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we go. Talk Recorded live. That's right. We are live. I'm Evan Chance, and this is, believe it or not, Beyond Reality Paranormal Talk Radio. Today, joining us, as usual, is your hosts, Kelly Griffin and Jan Reynolds. Welcome to the show, you two. Hi. Hey. Hi, Hi, Kelly. Also, today, we will be talking about a missing young man that was just, that is now around seven, I guess he's about seven years old. Uh, Kylan Harmon went missing Friday, June 4th, 2010. We also have with us in studio as we speak right now, uh, Stacy Sherman Short, who is a psychic out of Michigan that will be talking about the Kylan Harmon case and, and so forth. We had her on a show, and it's been, oh gosh, a long time ago where we covered the topic and... and uh, so she's going to come back on and kind of touch bases with us and all that stuff. We also have uh, Summer Akasha that uh, will be joining the show here uh, in, around about 40 minutes into the show thereabouts. So she'll be calling in as well. Uh, welcome to the show, Stacy. Thank you for having me, Evan. Hey, it's a pleasure having you on again. Hopefully today we can come up with a little more details and, and uh, share some information that may be pertaining to the case. I know I've got some things I'd like to say that I didn't say before. So, but let's give the people, I'm going to give the people a little rundown about Kyron Horman because, it, you know, the case is unsolved. It is uh, labeled as an ongoing investigation, but at the same time, it's definitely a cold case because it's been so many years since he disappeared. I mean, June 4th, 2010. That's, uh, you know, that's literally a little over seven years. Um, so on Friday, June 4th, 2010, uh, according to a timeline and timeline of events, searchers have uh, declined, you know, the, at the time they were declining to talk a lot about the case. In my opinion, that's one of the reasons they've had such a hard time finding this young man because the first 24 hours is a huge flag for detectives and so forth. Um, but Friday, June 4th, 8 a.m., Skyline Elementary, the mom, you know, allegedly drops him off uh, for uh, his science fair, and um, Tyler was, a, you know, to take part in, in, in both the science fair and the talent show that day. Uh, Terry Malton Horman arrived supposedly um, after steps in Kyron about 8.15 a.m. Uh, the president, Gina Zimmerman, who was the president of the school, PTA, arrived and says she sees Kyron with his stepmother in front of his exhibit. However, and this is where it gets kind of tricky, uh, that was later recanted. So we can't take that into evidence then. 
Uh, 8.45 a.m., Terry Horman leaves after watching Kyron walk toward his classroom after touring the science fair. That's according to Terry Horman in an interview she did. And even when she went on the Dr. Phil show, she basically said the same thing. And we'll get into much more details concerning that as well. At 9 a.m., Kyron is reportedly seen by a student in the south entrance of the school, according to Sheriff Dan Staten, who was the one of the the sheriffs that were investigating uh, the timeline and the incident and so forth. 10 a.m. classes begin, and of course, Tyron Horman uh, is marked absent. At 1:21, Terry Horman posted pictures of Tyron from the science fair on her Facebook page. So. Three hours and 21 minutes later, all of a sudden, pictures show up on Terry Harmon's Facebook page, okay? Um, Terry Harmon goes to meet the school bus and discovers that Kyron has been absent all day. Kate Harmon went with her to meet the bus, a fact that emerges during a television interview on June 25th. Um, and so we'll stop there and we'll go back into more details, but there's so much that's happened, you know, from the timeline of events that in order to break it all down, it might take 10 years just to do it. There's so much here. Um, and it's really difficult to even, you know, to rule out how, you know, the statements being made. Uh, people have recanted so many times and stories have changed. You know, Chiron's stepmom, has changed her testimony at least six different times. Um, so, yeah, it, it's so difficult. But that's why I brought you on the show today, Stacey. Pardon me? That's why I brought you on the show today. Hopefully you can share some of the events and, and your feelings as to, you know, uh, what happened and so forth. Absolutely. There is no reason why this child should still be missing. None. I mean, there was a lot of people searching for him in the beginning, and they have no evidence, none that I know of anyways. Uh, people have lied, including the police, that have information. Um, and there is a lot of underhanded, twisted, you know, it's all twisted. There's more lies in this than any case I've ever worked on. And see, that's, that's the part I don't understand, Stacey. Why, what's going on in your opinion? I mean, why is there so many uh, uh, people, you know, claiming that, that there's deception and the police aren't doing their jobs and they're hiding something? I'm, I've heard it all. Really? I have too, and... I believe, and from what I've researched um, independently, that the police, and I'm not going to name any names, but there are some police officers there that are dirty, and they also are connected to gang, uh, they're affiliated with gang members, and I'm not going to say who either this time. I did say it last time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you did. Yes, I did. Um, um, so that's that. You know, they're lying. You've got the police working with some gang members, and there's money being exchanged. 
And these are not nice people, the gang members. They're into human trafficking, drug trafficking, gun trafficking. Um, They're into so many things. And they've worked with the police for years. Excuse me, for years. Um, They've made money off of this. The police have. And um, it's just dirty, completely dirty. And I hope the heck that when this case gets solved, the police that are involved, along with the gang members, I hope that they all go down. So in your opinion, and I'm going to read a statement here, and then you can answer the question. I'll ask you a question, and you can tell me what you think about that. Um, According to Sheriff Dan Staten, he says that uh, around 9 a.m. was reportedly that there was a student near the south entrance of the school, according to Sheriff Dan Staten, says that was the last time the boy was seen. When properly questioned, the sheriff recanted and backtracked on that particular statement. Why would he include a statement like that and then recant it and backtrack? Why would he do that? Right there begins the lies with the police. You know, someone isn't telling the truth, and it's right in the very beginning of this case. And I think if we could get this certain police officer to talk, he would have a lot more information to give because one little boy, and he was at the school, but his mom, the stepmom, took him right back out of class. She took pictures of him at the school during the science fair to make it look like there he was at school. So it wasn't her, you know, she had an alibi. So there begins the other lies you know, between her and the police officer not telling the truth. No wonder we can't solve this case because everybody is lying. Well, in your opinion, did Terry Harmon have something to do with the police? What's your involvement with the police? I mean, let me backtrack again. I'm going to be going back and forth here because this is just a crazy case. Uh, Okay, I know everybody at some point has watched the news and... They have death row inmates that are literally on death row, uh, convicted of murder. The, you know, and the cases have purely been circumstantial. No body, but yet they're convicted. Right. So all this circumstantial evidence, why is the stepmom not considered a suspect? And I've heard the cops say this many, many times, saying... Well, she's not a suspect. Right. How could she not be if she is the the last one seen with the boy? Exactly. She should be their prime suspect. And as of today, I don't believe she's in police custody. No, she, she hasn't been arrested. She's only been detained for a short period of time. Right. Um, and since then, she moved and she changed her name. She sure did. She's moved to a little farming community. There's not very many people there. And she lives in seclusion with her her mom, actually, I think it was. Um, You know, after watching the show, when, you know, when, when when she went on the Dr. Phil show and got 
caught and mortalized than anything I've ever seen in my life. I mean, she lied uh-huh. about she lied about where she was standing, and then seeing the boy, and then Doctor Phil proved, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that she could not be standing where she said she was, um, and see the boy in his classroom. So that was a very big indicator that she's not she's not being honest. And then she told Dr. Phil, Stacy, that the authorities had told her to lie. What do you think about that statement? That her friend I didn't hear what you said there at the very end. What did you say? Um um Harlan uh told Dr. Phil when she was on the Dr. Phil show that uh, she was told to lie to authorities and public, and the general public. That doesn't make sense to me. Do you get any feelings from that at all? She's very devious. She's the one that did all of this. She's the one that planned all of this. And all of us that are involved, including you, have called her an idiot and stupid. Uh, But if you think about it, she's pretty smart to have evaded the law this long. Yeah, she's intelligent. I mean, she's intelligent. She's she's shifty, and and she can, you know, go back and forth. She she remembers her lives pretty well, except for a couple that she's been caught in. Right, Um, right. But motive. So you break down the case, and you say, was there motive? And then you look at the things that she had said. Right. Um, they, they have documentation, um, you know, where she says that she doesn't like the boy. Um, she no. even said that she wished the boy dead or some kind of harm, if I Absolutely. recall. Yes. Um, she mm-hmm. couldn't stand the boy from the time that she and Kane got together. She was extremely jealous of his mother, Desiree. That would be Tyron's biological mother. She's extremely jealous of uh, Desiree and his Tyron's uh, father, Chains. Um, she also had a hit out on Chains, they found out. Um, and that is why I believe he filed for a divorce. She had threatened to kill him multiple times. Yeah, and again, even though they had a guy come forward, they still didn't arrest the woman. What the hell? If I made some conspiracy plan to have you walk, they'd come and get me in a New York minute. Exactly. And especially if they had a man, and especially, Stacey, if they had a man come out forward saying, hey, this woman has contracted me to kill uh, so-and-so, they would arrest her and take the man's statement and say, thank you very much. They haven't even attempted to do this. Why is that? I think it's because of the gang affiliations with the police. There are certain members of the police department that are extremely crooked. And between them uh, withholding evidence, and then you get the gang ties with the police and with Carrie, by the way. She's definitely affiliated with some gang members. They're uh, never going to arrest this woman. It would take a whole new police department in a whole nother state for this to go through. And that's what they should do. Either that or just prosecute her 
on the basis of circumstantial evidence because there is a mountain load of it. You and I both know this, that there is so much information that why is she not in prison? Yeah, I mean, uh, even, I mean, there's so much that went on. And you're talking about a woman who bought uh, throwaway cell phones, you Mm -hmm. know, so she could talk to a couple other parties about this and not get caught. And that was proven. She also lied about being on Salvi's Island on the day of his disappearance. You know, she says, I wasn't there, but they pinged her phone or whatever. And somebody had actually seen her there. Yeah. So, you know, that's, and again, that started the frenzy and the search on Sylvie's Island. Right. Um, so there's so much, and this is not becoming circumstantial evidence at this point. This is becoming, you know, direct fact. And when you have all this, you put it together, how does it not make an arrest? You know, I don't understand. It's just blatant. Well, it's clear that there's somebody behind this, you know. When you first contacted me to work on this case, I did, uh, I'm a medium, and I connected with er, Kyron right away, and she was on Foggy's Island because I asked you, I described the land to you, and you said, that's Doggy's Island. Yeah. 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 I, grew, I grew up my whole, spent my entire life uh, going to Sylvie's Island. I know the island, I know every lake, every field, stream, pond. You know, I, wow. I, I've been all over it. The wildlife sanctuaries, uh, I've, I've, you know, from the time I was around three, Right. Uh, until this very day, so I know the island real well, and it's it's a interesting place. It's uh, it overlooks yeah. and parallel runs parallel to the uh, Willamette River, and it you know so there's so many places, you know, depending on what time of year it is and so forth that you can't even get into. And if you did get in there and conceal something, you're not finding it, and and then the water comes or you know, it dries up. So it's it's really an incredible island, actually. And, you know, it's it's probably the only place where you could go within three hours from Skyline Boulevard to Silver's Island is less than 15 minutes. And, you know, it's a direct route, too. Right. I mean, you know, it's all you go through, you know, these steep roads, like uh, you could probably take Germantown Road from that area and, you know, it takes you right on to Highway 30 and 10 minutes away you're at Silver's Island or less. So it's a direct route. And, you know, I don't understand. Um, you know, I know they've looked before, but they're not looking in the right spots. They just aren't looking in the right spots because those spots, you would need a boat to get out to or, you know, again, it would depend on the, on the you know, on the uh, the weather conditions, and so it's just I don't know. Um, you know, by so I'll go on here. But from 4:33 p.m., officers from the Portland Police Bureau and the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office arrived simultaneously at Skyline School and the Horman Home. Uh, 5:30 p.m., 
rapid broadcast message from Portland Public Schools goes out to alert families of the missing students. That was the Amber Alert, basically. Carmen right. Allen did not arrive at the home today. It was broadcast to the phones of parents across the school district. Uh, Detective Sergeant Lee Dawson alerts Sergeant Travis Goldberg, the county's on-call coordinator, to search and rescue efforts of the need to begin a formal missing person search for Kyrie between 7 and 7.15. So get this. So the boy goes missing at around 1 o'clock. Six hours later, they just start searching for the boy? Really? I know. That right there makes me wonder... Also, why so long? Why did it take so long? You know, if she, if Terry was there with Kyron at the school taking pictures, there's the timeline right there. It starts and until one o'clock. They take attendance in school before that. Um, homeroom. They took attendance in homeroom class. Now you and I remember. You know, it hasn't been that long ago. Since we were in school, homeroom was first thing in the morning. Uh, but because of this um, talent show and such, um, they were running behind. But still, you know, they're going to record him missing at 1 o'clock. That right there is also another lie. And I noticed that the mother, the stepmother, was not the one that reported him missing, according to the timeline. The no. school secretary did. Correct. You know, as a parent, any parent, yeah. he oh, would, yeah. I mean, he would pick up the phone and call the police immediately. And, and that's just, that's beyond odd to me. But, right. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I mean, yeah. Well, so we'll go jump ahead a little bit here. Um, 5 a.m., Pacific Northwest Search and Rescue. Now, 5 a.m., the next day, so this is actually on the 11th. Uh, right. 5 a.m., Pacific Northwest Search and Rescue. Another search group is called by the Sheriff's Office and joins the search soon after. When they arrive on site, there are already about 60 to 70 people involved in the search. By 9.08 a.m., the Associated Press receives its first official notification that Kyra Horman is missing via an email with the subject line, Sheriff's Office continues search for seven-year-old Kyra Horman. Um, You know, this is a long time. When you have a seven-year-old missing to wait, I'm sure they did what they could, but, you know, the problem is from, you know, from early morning the prior day until literally, you know, one o'clock, uh, Terry Horman uh, could have been driving around with that boy. She could have right. had him the whole entire time. Exactly. So it's a long, it, it's it's sad actually. Um, so as you're looking at all this unfold and all that, what what's your take? What what do you feel? I mean, is he gone? Has he been sold into slave labor? Um, is he buried someplace? What, what's the deal? Did she, do you believe also that that she's the one absolutely that that did this to Kyron out of jealousy or revenge or whatever? What have you? Yes, absolutely. Terry is the one. She basically kidnapped him. 
you know, because that she's taking him somewhere other than where he's supposed to be, and the father has no idea. So actually, she kidnapped the child first, <laughs> and I think that's even been forgotten because there's so much crap involved. Yeah. But absolutely, she is the one who premeditated all of this, along with two other people. Yeah. What do you think? Well, what do you think about the picture she has? Though, where she's like, "Well, see, I brought him. I took a picture of him." How do right. you explain that? See, that that's a lie too. She has a picture of him, but okay, where's the child? You know, she could take all the pictures in the damn world, and the boy is still missing. And in the end, she's still a liar and a cold-blooded killer because she did. She kidnapped the boy. Then she, you know, she took him to the school and made it look like he was there, which is her little alibi. Then she takes the child out of the school immediately, as soon as he's been seen. Um, so she takes him, drives him around, you know, and this and that, and then they go to Savi Island. There's three adults, and then there's Kyron. And the other two adults are gang members. And I won't say on the air again, who they're affiliated with. But she paid them to help with this. And they did terrible things to this little boy. And then they buried him. And the other day I was working on this. I even called you, Evan, because I kept seeing the child hanging upside down. And my husband, Randy, researched it because I didn't know exactly what it meant. And Randy said that to bury someone upside down is a sign of disrespect. And then he said, which floored me because it really makes sense. If you bury a seven-year-old child upside down, Randy said, that the hole would be a lot smaller. I never thought of that part before, ever. I didn't either, and, and I'll bet you the police didn't either, Stacey, because here's the thing. When, you know how they always look for bodies? They always look for little mark, unmarked graves or whatever that you dig, you know, and it's usually, you know, lengthy and wide and stuff, right? Right. But, well, if they did do this, you would, it, would, it would be next to impossible to find a little tiny hole like that in the middle of the, the damn island. I mean, yeah. That would be because it's so tiny, you know. But she did kill this child, and she did premeditate this. Money was exchanged, and she did it because she hated the boy. She told him that all of the time, and she also told him she was going to kill him. And the last day he lived, she told him constantly, the devil is coming for you, and he's going to kill you. It's terrible. So then he's buried there on Savi Island, which is sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's all. That's awful. So you think that she taunted him during his last hours then? Oh, definitely. She, it was like a, um, um, emotional torture, if you will. You know, with this poor child. And it was terrifying. I would be too. Yeah. It's really disturbing to even, you know, think about such. Um, do you think he'll ever be found, Stacy? 
No, I really don't. Because like we were just speaking about, the hole is so small. And the evidence that has been found is being withheld. Um, didn't you find a little boy's shoe out there? Yeah, while I was searching, and I haven't talked too much about this, but I found a pair of uh, little boy's, you know, sneakers, and, and I called uh, I called the uh, PD there, and I, I actually I think it was the Rainier Police Department that res- responded to my call, and they they wouldn't even come and pick them up. They didn't care. They're like, oh, it's not that. We searched the island. They they didn't care. They absolutely did not care. And what police department was this? This was like the Rainier Police Department, or it might have been St. Helens, whatever the next town is. I can't. I think it's St. Helens. Um, they they just didn't care. Uh, that's huge. That's a huge piece of evidence. Um, is there big DNA on them? You know, easily little boys tear their shoes up. So, uh, right. Well. It's, you know, what was ironic about it was that later on they showed another pair of shoes that, that uh, little Kyron had, and they were almost similar to that. Um, so it was kind of eerie and disturbing to me. But I see what kind of cooperation they got. And at the time, I just figured the police department had got so many tips and dead leads that they didn't care anymore. Um, terrible. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. I mean, you would hope that, you know, that the police are continuing to do something. I mean, there's got to be some honest, good cops out there, detectives that, you know, want to find and put closure to this case. They can't all be bad, and if they are all bad, then what does one do or think then? I don't know. I, I don't want to say on a radio show. <laughs> uh, I hear you. Oh, I know. Well, she knew that she was okay because, I mean, I think that she knew that she would be protected by the police. It wasn't two days later. Like she was posting that she was, go, you know, she was working out and she was going working to the gym. And then, and then a few, yeah, working out at a gym. And then it was, I think, on, I heard this on Dr. Phil, um, he had all her sexting um, mm-hmm. messages. So she's not bothered. She's not worried. She's not sick. She's she's working out and, and sexting people. You know, it's not. It, like you, nothing it, happens. Right. Like, like nothing happens and she has nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. She thinks that somebody is protecting her. Like, I don't know if it was the police, but is that kind of what you, what you're thinking that the police, there's some police that are protecting her. And so you're, you're going to be fine. Right. Well, she had help from the police department and the gang members. So she had nothing to worry about. This, This is not the first time this woman had committed murder. She has some serious mental problems, and she's a psychopath. And the people that she hangs out with, um, she dated or is now dating a gang member. Um, she's got an attraction to them, but she's a, a vicious 
criminal. And if they were to dig into her history, they would find out that she's killed before. So why should she worry? Because she was never caught or convicted before, and she isn't now. So I think we should run background checks on her. It just makes you wonder, it makes you wonder why <laughs> none of it has been done. I mean, you can clear, the dad clearly is suspicious. As, as long, I'm thinking, her, isn't her husband just in law enforcement that was completely suspicious? And right. it's just, they're all pointing fingers at her, and I think nothing is being done. I know. It's disgusting. It is. You know, I just wonder if they'll ever, you know, if they'll ever, like Kevin said, would there be um, sometimes police departments take a, just like the DA's office, I mean, they switch, everybody moves on, and hopefully maybe someday someone will will reopen it. I don't know. It it makes no sense at all because everyone knows the first four hours are the most crucial. If that child is not, if they don't find them within four hours, chances go way, way, way up that they're dead. And it's like no one, no one was hustling on it. Right. Yeah. Go okay, ahead. Well, I, I think this, I think this uh, young boy is dead. But, uh, you know, on the news out there in Oregon that I was looking at this morning, uh, said they have new leads in the case, blah, blah, blah. You know, what's the deal on that? Correct. Um, I, I really don't know. It's just mind-numbing to me that this is going on with a child, a little boy, somebody's baby. You know, actually Desiree and King's baby. Um I've been on active searches, you know, walking and wading through waist-deep weeds in the pouring down rain looking for a girl that went missing out here. And we found her. Um, But this case, if I were out there, I would be doing just that. But I'm not familiar with the terrain or the area. And... It's it's been what seven years now. Uh, no, I, there's no evidence. There is, has been other evidence, like Evans with the shoes, that has been you know the police are notified of this, where it was found, what it is, you know, and the police are doing nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you know, they're putting all the evidence into a database, but what they're doing is logging everything and putting it into a cold case file. That's that's the problem. Um, You know, there's been tons and tons of leads from numerous sources. People on the island that say, yeah, I saw so-and-so. I've seen this vehicle, this white pickup truck, and so on. And the one thing that I, I keyed in on immediately now, her lawyer, she, she, you know, Terry, she, she has a very good lawyer, one of the best, okay? Oh, so they have money. 
he, I keyed on something that he said that was disturbing to me, but nobody else has picked up on that yet from what I can see, and that is her own attorney made public statements, and you can see his statements uh, on the news links, where he says that there was another vehicle and so forth spotted on Salvi's Island. Yeah, there was another vehicle. It's a white pickup truck. Exactly. It's it's the exact location where Terry Harmon's phones were pinged, where she was on that island and said, nope, I was not there. And that was a proven fact. Uh, So how do you explain that away, you know? Exactly. She's a liar. Why isn't she being arrested for that? You know, yeah. I mean, deception, you know, um, you're talking about trained police. Some of these people are so well trained that they can look at your eye contact, your body contact, your movement, and they know if you're telling the truth or lying. Absolutely they do. Absolutely they do. It's the wrong people are involved with this case. And it's more than cold. They've got it buried. It would take a fresh set of eyes with some real honest-to-God good police officers doing all the footwork, starting all over again. And, and they would find out more because they, gave, they would give a crap. You know, this poor case, this child in his case has been yeah. buried, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, they need to do something. I mean, it's a travesty to even think about, you know. Um, you wonder, is this, so being a psychic, do you get any imprints at all from him crying out for justice or help or anything? Oh. Do you get anything that comes to you? Absolutely. He was crying for his mom, crying for his dad, crying because they were hurting him. He knew exactly what was going to happen because she kept telling him. And it's so sad because he, she tortured him mentally, like I said, you know. What is her motive other than jealousy? I mean, she was very jealous. Very jealous. Stacey, have you contacted the police yourself? I yeah. have. Yes. I tried three times to contact the police department and no one would return my call. Which right there, another sign that something is amok. <laughs> uh, have you tried recently? No, I haven't. I will, though. I have. Uh, this case has been on my desk unsolved for far too long so I'm going to and I have already began from the beginning combing over all of the evidence and the facts that I have and all of the lies and hopefully by doing this I'll pick up on something or talk to somebody and all of the gaps will be filled in and we can find this child and it I I hate to say bring justice to him because there is no justice, not with a case like this. Very sad. 
it almost makes you wonder, you know, the FBI might, a lot of times they can go over their head. And I saw on the timeline that at some point they were involved. Why did they think about it? Hey, I'm going to, we have a caller. I'm going to let her uh, talk for a little bit here, uh, Stacy, as well. Um, caller, um, let's see here. Are you in queue? Summer, are you in queue? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So you've been following, you've been following along, and, and uh, what's your thoughts on this? Because, uh, you do search and rescue, and you're from the Washington area, right? Correct. What's your thoughts on this case? I know you've seen it in the news as well. Um, you know, I to be quite honest with you, I'm not as familiar as you all are on this case, but uh, just judging from what I've heard and, and kind of a briefly read timeline information and whatnot, um, I, my question is this, so when somebody, say, gets rid of a human being, they really always have some kind of motive, even if it's something outrageous. And so that's like the main, like, focus for me right now, like, you know, the fact that he was, you know, missing for such and such amount of time before they searched for him and all of that is, you know, kind of not important when it comes to, you know, I mean, who, if someone took him, they had to have a reason. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that it seems to me that nobody has any real clear motive um, worth, you know, taking a life over, I don't really know what to think um, other than maybe he wandered off and something happened to him or somebody may have abducted him, you know what I mean? But, um, I don't know, this lady, I keep hearing, they don't like to, I don't, almost don't like to read, you know, news reports and this and that because people, when I'm, when I'm investigating, um, missing cases because people will, you know, say terrible things about people or lie or, you know, media can be misleading. It's not always truthful. And so that can hinder the investigation. You know what I'm saying? So, uh. Yeah, I do. Um, I understand, you know, that part. Stories can get mixed up really easy depending on how they tell it and what they said and, you know, their mental status at the time and so forth. But when you here's the problem I have with that is when you go on the Dr. Phil show and you get called out in ways that without a shadow of a doubt you're lying through your teeth, you can't explain that away. I mean, if you say, hey, I'm at this point, and I see him, I see, you know, my stepson going into this room, and I'm standing right here, and then you go back and you look at it, and there's no possible view from that point, why would you lie about that? Unless you're guilty of something, unless you were never there in the first place. Yeah, and you know what? Well, Dr. Phil also said that I, he, he asked her, you know, he said there's been claims that the night before he went missing, the very night before, you two were discussing divorce. You told him you were divorced, or he told her. Either way, they had discussed the divorce just the night before. Is that not, I mean, would that not be motive? People can get hatred and mean, and I mean, they get so full of vengeance. 
you know, if we're looking for a motive, I don't know. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. Whatever the circumstances are with that, I would have to say that, yeah, that would be, there are some pretty twisted and warped people, and Stacey hit on the part that, you know, this woman is mentally off, obviously, or appears to be. Um, you know, if there was a bitter, you know, fight and feud going on between the two, and apparently, as they explained it, it was off and on and so forth, yeah, that would be, I mean, if you're a twisted individual, that would be a very strong possibility for motive. I don't know how they could rule something out like that. Yeah. Um, and again, they have these, I think there were emails or something that they were talking about when when the stepmom says, hey, you know, I hate this boy, I hate Kyron, blah, blah, blah. When you say words like, you know, as strong as that, I hate you, that's pretty strong stuff saying, hey, you know, <laughs> you may not be safe around me. Um, yeah, well, I, she never, I'm, the emails just, the emails from what I have seen in um, a few web sleuth uh, threads were that she didn't say, she said she had, <laughs> the emails didn't say she hated anybody. They kind of just showed, um, you know, disdain for him, like she just didn't really care for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so kind of indirectly saying that, I guess you could put it that way. But she never directly said anything. I'm not, and by all means, I am not defending her at all. At all. I'm just, uh, well, you know, that's what I mean by, like, things can get twisted and, and exaggerated in the media. And that's, that's what makes, you know, this so sad. Stories like this, cases like these that never get solved because people all are focusing on the wrong thing. You know what I mean? They're focusing on figuring out who did it when they should be figuring out where he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, this boy yeah. could still be alive. He could still be alive somewhere. I think you do have to look at the family directly first because, you know, mm-hmm. that statistics show that is where it happens. If they're getting a divorce, uh-huh. or they're thinking about getting a divorce, she's blaming the kid. Maybe she doesn't care for him and possibly blaming him for the divorce. You know, it could be a I'll show you type of thing. But these are the kind of things that the police should have looked that they should have been questioning. And I just don't. I don't see where it ever happened. Excuse me for just a second, please. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the problem right here is you're trying to make sense out of crazy. This is right. an insane case dealing with a very insane woman, very sick and very, very toxic. Uh-huh. Her motive, well, put crazy in front because she is bat crap crazy, um, you can't make sense out of crazy. Mm-hmm, um, exactly. Like, so I think we, focusing on some of her, some of her, um, you know, moves after and before and things like that. I don't. I wouldn't. You know, that's she's crazy. You can't really. You know, you're not going to get anything out of that. It's going to. It's going to take you all over the place, and none of it's going to make much sense. Right. You're not, and that's the problem. We're all sane individuals most of the time here, um, mm-hmm. but. And she's not. The the woman, I hate to even use that word because she's not. The witch is crazy. And her motive was jealousy. She was jealous of Cain, definitely jealous of Chiron, because every time she looked at the boy, she thought of his mother. 
And that is something that she could not live with. She was so jealous of Desiree, Tony's mother. And um, that's why she wanted to kill the child. And that's you know, here's another thing that that I was reading, and it's dated July 3rd, 2010, about 9.27 a.m. The cops came out in a statement saying, we think Tyron Horman is still alive. Now, it's interesting because they, they said they believe that Mr. Seven-Year-Old Oregon Boy is still alive and said that search for him was progressing faster than most searches of its kind. Um, they they say, we have no evidence that indicates anything other than the fact that Tyron is still alive and we are going to continue the investigation under that premise, Staten says. Um, right. And this leads to some questions I'd like to ask the police. First of all, number one, did they do forensic testing in, in the vehicle that Terry Harmon was supposedly of given the stepson a ride in. If she did something to him in one of the vehicles, there would be some sort of possible DNA evidence there. And I don't believe from anything that I've seen that they did any sort of DNA testing anywhere. Correct. I don't think they, and they can also have done DNA testing on Terry Horman, too, her fingernails and things like that. I don't see any of that done either. No, it wasn't. And there you go again. Why not? You know, we should label this case, why not? Because every single normal thing that a person would do to solve a case, they're not. it's not the problem is is law enforcement and um you know uh, like like okay say the police that respond to you know this the, the patrolmen that, that respond to the uh, the initial case you know the sergeant and what have you they're not homicide detectives or forensics you know specialists and they're not you know so generally speaking unless they have some reason to believe that someone um has been, you know, harmed in any kind of way, even a, even even a little piece of information that makes them think that they'll do all the forensic testing things. But the problem is, and this is a problem with LE, that you know a lot of us have, um, in that they don't have the resources and really don't don't they cannot just jump to the conclusion immediately, even though it you know ends up messing things up in the long run because every. You know, they don't want to jump the gun, but at the same time, you know, when it's a child, I feel like they should have done forensic testing and all that immediately, especially given the backgrounds of these people involved and family members that are obviously not stable. Um, But it's generally not a practice. We don't do that. They don't do that. You know what I mean? Which is unfortunate. We can't just like... We can't just say, okay. um, we, you know, hey, this kid's missing. We need you to go and forensically test and, you know, fingerprint and all that. The family's vehicle's missing that. I mean, that's that's wasting time. In, 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 I mean, early that they really kind of need to focus on, you know, tracing his, you know, the, the kid's still alive to, to in, in, in Ellie's eyes for, you know, at least the first 48 hours. They're, they're going to be alive no matter what. So they're not going to be doing any forensic testing, period, unless they find any evidence that makes them... Uh, assume that he's harmed. They haven't, yeah. to my knowledge, they haven't done any 
which is very sad. I think really what needs to happen is we need to do more radio shows and get this case back out into the open because there needs to be a public outcry from the community. And they have to get angry about this. I mean, this should not happen to anyone, let alone a seven-year-old little boy. And I think if we all focus on little boy, Kyron, and do a little investigating ourselves, and just take it to the police and do not tolerate this lack of action from the people that are supposed to protect and serve. Yes, and why hasn't okay. the father stepped up and said, you know, I think my child is dead. I think my ex-wife has done it. And there has been no forensic testing. And they're saying that he's not dead so that they don't have to because that lets them off the hook. And like you said... Mm-hmm get people angry because I'm, if, if something happened to one of my children, if well, my children went missing, you know, when, we would all do that immediately. Well, you know, honestly, it's so hard to say what someone would do and how they would react in that situation. I mean, everyone reacts completely differently in every instance. So that's, that's a fickle, you know, subject. I mean, it's a really tricky subject when it comes to that. Yeah. I mean, do we all think we would do that? But if you think about it, if you ask um, parents, that uh, have children that have gone missing and never come home to this day. I mean, you know, 50, 60 years later, most of them still in their hearts have hope that their child isn't gone, you know, that they're not dead. So that, that would not be a normal reaction for him to be like, I think he's dead. I think she, you know, no matter what, they're going to hold out hope. It's their child. If he, if he actually, you know, had a bond with his son in any kind of way, which you know, only takes a second to form that with your child, even if you have the same form or, you, you know, you sort of dislike one of your children. I understand that that can happen, but they're still your child. You're going to always kind of hold out hope. You know what I mean? Unless you're, unless you're an evil, evil person. <laughs> I, I mean, I've never known any parent to, to, you know, I mean, it's only been, you know, what said, what did you say? Seven years or something like that? Exactly. Why aren't mm-hmm. they out there? If that was my child, because I'm a mother just like you, I would be banging on the cop doors every single day. Oh, yeah. Let's go find my son. Yeah. Yeah, and I would be out there actively searching. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So because the parents aren't, you know, we who investigate these types of crimes, we need to work on this case again and some more. Mm-hmm. There is more evidence out there. We just have to take out time out of our busy day, oh boy, you know, to look for someone's child. And not only is he someone's child, he's God's child. Yeah, he's a human being who deserves um, to be found or, or, you know, if he's kind of put to rest if he is gone or just be known where his location is. I mean, that, that would be, a, it's a terrible feeling to have. It a loved one that, that isn't there. You just don't know where they are. That's the worst feeling in the world. Absolutely, it is. You don't even know the boy, but we all have a you know special little place in all of our hearts for him. It's terrible. I know. I think they say now. I don't know if it was that way then or if it's a new law, but you know, there's a 24-hour missing persons or 48 hours. Now, a lot of states, if it's a child, that there's no there's no limitation. They immediately. Um, thank God, go ahead and put out the Amber Alert and the, and the missing persons alert and they alert the public immediately. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's changed, and that's a really good thing. I don't know if it was that. I don't think it was that way back then because clearly they didn't. You know, something, um, something even further interesting as I'm reading this insert from uh, July 3rd, 2010. So the FBI did send in a criminal uh, profiler, and they actually joined the search looking for a tyrant. Um, and what they had to say. Uh, it reads, authorities say that they believe a missing 70-year-old working boy is still alive and said the search for him is progressing faster than most searches of its kind. Um, and then it goes in, you know, they start talking. Um, through the actual course of interviewing, you know, um, Terry Moulton Horman, then um, they they gave her two lie detector tests. Um <laughs> And she failed them miserably. So now here's what the, and we should get into this a little bit, but a lie detector test is absolutely worth nothing. You can fail it all day long, but you cannot use that against you in the court of law. So why the hell give her a test and waste money to do it? If you can't use it, what good is it? I think there should be a lot of saying that these uh, polygraph tests should be used, if not as direct evidence, at least as some sort of circumstantial evidence because it's an important part to determining if somebody's being truthful or or not. Um, you know, so I found that kind of interesting. The, yeah, only problem, the only problem with polygraphs, um, Evan, is that when you break it down to the to the very core of, of polygraphs, they're very easy to they they detect you know your the way you're lying in a way that is easy to manipulate if you know how to or if you can figure that out, which isn't very hard. They've easily manipulated like doing controlled studies, you know. It's a very, very easy to manipulate a um a polygraph. It's very easy to be telling the truth and have it be a false. I mean, yeah, like, I they've done I so many studies, and that's the only reason why they, I mean, I get that, you know, it, it seems like a great investigative tool, but the problem is, is like I said, it's not fail-safe. So there are better ways to, um, more scientifically proven ways to read a person, whether they're lying or not, in body language, yeah. um, posture, uh, you know, yeah. eye movement, you know, uh tone their voice, you know. So, like, I think that experts should maybe break down some of the interviews of some of these suspects, um, of them speaking on the matter and actually break down their, their movement and their, you know, that is way more um, accurate. If, if, I mean, I think anyone would tell you that, anyone involved in any kind of um, investigative tools like that. And, and that would be something you should do. Yeah, you're talking about body language and things like that. I just mm-hmm. want to add, I just want to add to this, Terry Moulton Horman is not smart enough to pass a uh, lie detector oh. test. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm not. <laughs> that is not what I was saying. Uh-huh. No. I don't. I highly doubt that they're educated enough to do such things, but I'm saying because it can be easily manipulated if you right. wanted to manipulate one, that's why it's not as fail-safe, you know. I highly exactly. doubt she knew anything about that. No, it yeah. would involve a certain amount of brain cells, and she's <laughs> definitely yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, she's going to know your ass mouth. If, if, you were to, if you were to begin this search again, where would you start, Stacey? Do you, are you getting any sort of 
feelings as to where one might begin. I mean, as we enter summer here, um, and people living close to the island, you know, um, there must be a place where you might be able to think where you would want to start looking if you were to continue a search. Absolutely. Um, Well, personally, I guess I would start with the facts as they are, as they're known, and just write down the truth and then just go from there. And myself being psychically gifted, I don't like the word psychic, but I have all these abilities. I'm able to communicate with those who've crossed over, and they, the victims, will show me exactly what happened to them. Um, I've even had one victim that we found. Unfortunately, she was deceased. Um, She gave me roads, and they were so exact. I wrote them all down the direction, and that's how we found her. Um, She gave me the directions by telling me which road to take, and uh, do I go left, do I go right. She took me right where the crime happened. Question for you, sweetheart. Have you tried to connect with Kyron or any of this case in that aspect? Absolutely. He's the one, I don't know if you heard, uh, towards the beginning of the show, he's the one that I kept seeing upside down. And I talked to my husband, Randy, about it. And he did a little research himself and discovered that if you bury someone upside down, it's a sign of disrespect. Mm-hmm. And it also helps, and I didn't mention this part before, it also helps in the decomposition process. It speeds it up. Mm-hmm. How tall was Kyron? I would say Kyron is probably three foot nine. I'm not sure. You know, don't quote me on that because I'm not mm-hmm. lying. <laughs> <laughs> I only asked that because, uh, you know, I, I, I've never, I actually never knew that, uh, I just learned something. Thank you for that little information on that, bearing someone upside down. It's like putting a cross upside down. It's against, you know, right. it's like sacrilegious. Anyway, um, yeah, I was just wondering how tall it was because bearing, I don't know if you've ever dug a hole, but, uh, it's, uh, even if I did murder somebody, if I was that crazy, I don't know that I would be, um, uh, I don't know. I think it would be too easy to dig a hole that deep to bury someone top, you know, end to end, like top, to, you know. But if he's only three foot something, that's not, you know. I mean, it's still pretty deep with the hole, but right. And think about it, dear. If you're going to commit a crime that heinous, I would think that digging a hole would be the least of your worries. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, there's no, nobody knows if. If he was intact, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. If that's what, I can't hardly understand you, but if you said if he was intact, uh, yes, he's intact. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was, isn't there a lot of waterways up that way? Yes, there are. It's very swampy, and there's trees out there, a lot of water, um, a lot of everything. I mean, you could bury a truck out there and no one would ever find it. Right. Well, that's um, the truth. Basically, the island is, is mainly uh, all flat land and then there's swamps and lagoons and the, the Willamette River runs, you know, through it. 
in several, uh, you got the. I would water, think it would be liver, easier to dispose side. of a body just to toss them into a body of water. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. Are you? I'm sorry. Are you in law enforcement? I'm trying to figure out. I'm sorry. I didn't get your intro. Are you in law enforcement? Is that how you know so much about this? I'm just trying to figure this out. Who, me, Summer? Yeah. I, mean, I work for Search and Rescue. And I'm a volunteer firefighter as well. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're making a lot of. And I, I wasn't sure where info was from. I get my info from Joe Canada. Evan, I actually this today, this afternoon, Evan, um, I was visualizing saw the island because I've never been there, but psychically, I do like remote viewing and things like that. Um, I could see the land, and I was going to ask you if it was flat out there because I kept seeing it as being flat. Yeah, it's really flat. It's really flat. Lots of farmland, uh, and then of course there's tons of lakes. There's many, many lakes. There's probably 15 lakes or more, maybe 20 out there. Wow. Ugh. It's very rural. I mean, you know, there's a lot of just forest, you know, woods, trees, wilderness. Correct. Um, I also mm-hmm. saw logging roads and heavy equipment. Um, mm-hmm. I I talked about this the last time I was on the show. They had driven somewhere where there was, it was like a two-track, um, and there was, I kept seeing um, big logs that had been cut and sitting on the side of the, the road, and I also kept seeing, um, like, bulldozers and cranes. There was heavy equipment in the area. And yeah, there's a lot of dense forest out there. They do a lot of logging out in that area. There right. is, but the area that she's referring to, I know what you're talking about. That's just directly north of the Salvi Island Bridge. Very familiar with it. There's a little store there where I used to get all my fishing gear still. You know, I remember it well. And adjacent to that is there's multiple houseboats and, and uh, ramps to go to each houseboat and so forth. And that leads me to a question. That's all private. Uh, the better that you can get down to, and the grass is probably, you know, five feet high. It's all, it's all tall, you know, like crabgrass. And you can walk through that and get down to the river. Um, you won't be seen. You can't see it really, you know, at certain parts of the year that don't cut that. It's very tall. And right. uh, the logs but, that have, are always jammed up on the side there. And, Do you guys remember? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so it, it, it's a, it's an area that yeah, is pretty well known to me. I know the area there. That's for sure. So so you just reminded me of a case that everyone should be very familiar with here. Um, the Green River Killer. Yes. Gary Ridgeway. Ridgeway. Um, I remember um, hearing, reading, seeing that investigators at one point. Um, were finding, you know, these women in these crabgrass, this really tall grass. Well, they went yeah. and they reported to one body. They're at this one body. And at one point, at, during one day in investigation, they, in the crabgrass that no one else saw, that they stumbled upon while doing their grid search right near where they found that one body, there was literally like four or five scattered that no one saw. They had been there, some of them, for many, many, many years. Oh, yeah. So, 
so that, yep. you know, that just reminds me, I, I just remember seeing pictures of the investigator standing there in the crime grass and you can't see anything. And then the next picture is from a different angle and you see one body just right adjacent to him. He can't see it, but the other people can. And I then guess, he goes to the left a couple hundred feet and there's another one. I would mm. guess that you aren't going to find a body unless you're actively looking for one. Most of us don't walk through the woods. Well, I actually, I have. I've done so many cases now. But most people don't walk through beautiful woods and lush grass and think of looking for a body. Or looking down, exactly. They see white rocks and they don't think, oh, that might be a skull. You know what I mean? You don't don't have that in your present mind. You know, you just don't. No. You could walk right past one and you wouldn't even know. This area, too, where I saw them going, you know, this two-track I was just talking about, there was a sign that was put together by chains. They were all rusted, and the sign said, private, keep out. Mm-hmm. So when you mentioned that being a private piece of land there, yeah, I that I got that, too. So I wonder where exactly, is there a name for that place? It's probably, if you saw logging trucks and things like that, it's probably owned by a company who bought the land to to cut the trees down and log for it, which would be, it would be marked that same exact way you just mentioned. Uh, yeah, because the island, it's a privately owned island, so everybody that lives on the island, you know, it has to pay a certain amount of tax, and it's a little different than uh, what you would think. It's, it's privately yeah. owned, but it's public access. Um, so most most of these places, uh, and, and this is one of my concerns, is that if you were to go to one of these places on the island, you have to have a permit. You have to have a permit to get in. You know what I mean? To, to park well, on one of the islands, you have to have a permit. So I'm wondering, you know, if we know that she was on the island, according to the police and the phone thing. And I'm wondering if they did a follow-up to see if she had anybody, any friends or, you know, acquaintances, anybody on the island, because that would be the key right there. I mean, if she knew somebody on the island, even if they weren't home, she would have access to that property. Right. And I'm wondering if they, at that time, even looked at that. I just, I don't know. I feel... In my heart of hearts, oddly, I mean, you know, like I said, I really haven't done, I shouldn't even comment this, but I mean, just judging by what I've, I've read and, and, and hearing from everybody's opinion and whatnot, um, I just, I feel like all, you know, it is very suspicious that the family is acting the way they are, how, you know, all the circumstances. I just feel like it's kind of a coincidence, a lot of it, probably circumstance. Um I just don't feel like, you know, someone would have seen something if it was somebody involved with the boy. You know, somebody, if it's somebody she knew or what have you, I just feel like they would have been caught. They would have been seen. Someone were, you know, someone were told. You know, you know how hard it is to keep everyone's mouth shut? And it's not just going to be one person involved. To keep everybody's mouth shut this long, it's it's like almost impossible. There's someone would have had to have told something or seen something or known. It, it's like it never happens. That, that never happens where no one ever comes forward ever. You know what I mean? I do know. So, I have very personal experience with this type of thing that you're talking about, you know, the being yeah. quiet and keep everyone quiet. But the thing is, and most people don't know this because most people don't investigate murders. 
Um, mm-hmm. People that kill people like to brag. When, especially exactly. When they they, they like love to, to brag. And then they like to talk about it. So then you've got the people that the killer is bragging to, and they're going to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'm uh-huh. at a bar, and he talked about the murder. Yeah, exactly. Oh. There's no way that everyone involved, especially judging by how retarded, excuse my language, how ignorant some of these people are. And just, I mean, they're, they're just really, and you think about it, this woman was sexting and doing all these things. She didn't think that they would be looking at her, but she should have known better. You know, oh. you got to be real stupid not to think that they're going to be investigating you to the point where they're watching your every move, checking your everything. So obviously she's oh. not smart enough to not say something or to not, you know what I mean, slip up some kind of way. That, and she just doesn't care. They're criminal, you know. Mm-hmm. And think that her friends, that whoever she's talking to, aren't ever going to turn on her. But she she fails to remember her her personality sucks. She's going yeah. to so someone much has off. to have distrust or disdain or dis, dislike for her. And you would think yes. that somebody would have been like, "Oh, that bitch screwed me over." Excuse my language. I'm gonna, yes. you know, turn her ass in or whatever. Exactly. I don't doubt she had enough money to pay them off so well that they are, you know, okay. I'll stay, you know, quiet forever. I'll just let yeah. people harass me for the rest of my life because of it. I no. highly doubt that. No. You know, money and she's not smart enough to mastermind that. I'm sure the people she associated with were just as awesome as she oh. was. <laughs> they make my skin crawl. Here's, here's, here's another thing. I did a lot that. Um, uh, so I'm reading some feeds and, and what I remember hearing too from the back, you know, when he went missing that day. During this course of the stepmom's phone being paid, there was a friend uh, of Terry Horman, uh, this D.D. Spitzer or Spinter, whatever the fuck her name is. She, she um, went missing from work for 90 minutes that day. 90 minutes that day during that time in that window. And that's the exact time where Terry Horman's phone was pinned to that island. And they're talking about the area that we are talking about, Stacy, about that swamp area. And I, I still say that he's out there. He's out there in that area where her phone was. Paying, it, it just makes perfect sense. Where, where did did she was she question about why she was out there, or where she was, or any of that? Yeah. She said she was not out there. She was nowhere on the island during well, that the, time. The, pro- the problem is, though, too, is with paying your phone GPS, especially back that long ago, it's not that accurate. It's like within a five-mile radius or less back then. So, you know, she could have been anywhere within that tower and actually probably less than that because it's a very rural area and it's, it's not very populated right around that area. It's wooded. There's not as many towers. So it could be even more spread out in a farther radius than that. Well, it, could it. It. It, it could be, but I doubt it. I mean, if it's not the fact of where she was at that moment. It's the fact that she lied about being on the island in the first place. That's the key to the whole entire disappearance right there. Why would you lie about being on the island? No, I was not on the island. They know for a fact that she was on the island. So right. that's a good indicator I mean, that 
you know. It could it could be that she was out there, you know, cheating on her husband or um, doing something illegal like drug activity or something like she doesn't want to get caught doing. It doesn't necessarily mean that she lied because I think the lady is a pathological liar, if you ask, in my opinion, really, to be quite honest with you. I think she just lied because she said it's easy for her. And she's probably not smart enough to recall some of the things she may or may have not done. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but this, uh, this, this doesn't make sense. If she's lying about all these things, mm-hmm. what makes the sense she wouldn't lie about that? You know, Like I said on your last show, Evan, I believe that she purposely and intentionally left the, so, the cell phone there as a diversion tactic. See, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't think she was lying about it. I think she was just not telling the whole truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very, very possible. It's very possible that she left her side, but wouldn't they have probably recovered her cell phone? They did recover the cell phone, so how could she have left <laughs> it there? Right. Is there any water out there? I mean, clearly it's an island, but how close oh. is the water? Oh, it's absolutely water everywhere there. The entire island's around water. You either got, you know, 15 lakes there, or you've got ponds, you've got sloughs okay. that run in three different directions. You've got two different rivers that run by it. You've got the Columbia on on uh, the, e- the east side. You've got the uh, Milano River on the west side of it. So, and they all actually yeah. meet. So is the ocean? So, I mean, does it does it feed into the ocean? Is there an ocean? Do well, the that? ocean, you know, okay. a few hundred miles up from there. Oh, but, okay. I mean, the, the, the okay. Columbia and Willamette meet each other, then they go into the ocean. Hey, guys. Okay. In the country, wrong. So. Don't want to okay. interrupt you all, but I gotta, um, I gotta, yeah, phone plug it in. But I'm still gonna be listening to you guys. Okay. Well, thank you for calling in, Summer. Yeah, yeah, thank anytime. you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I'm gonna next few days. I'm gonna sit down and really investigate this. I'm gonna uh, check some private threads and stuff and see if I can't get a little bit of a better, um, you know, better, uh, you know, opinion on the matter. But um, I'll, you know, I have to let you guys know what I what I find or, you know, if I find anything awesome. worthy, I'll definitely send. Um, Evan, the information right. and post here on the right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and well, then, uh, you. You know, hopefully, you. yeah, hopefully, you know, we can all do a follow-up uh, show with some more conclusion. And and I would love to, um, even if I have to do it from here in Las Vegas, I could easily mount a search that would be more professional. And uh, I'd be more than happy to volunteer my time and resources to to get that going. If you guys want to help out and uh, help arrange that, maybe. Sure. Yes. Very Thank good. Yeah, yeah good. for sure. Well, thank you guys for having me on, and God bless. It was a pleasure. Thank you for for coming on. All right, so I'm I'm actually reading the insert that was posted in chat. I was actually on that link earlier. Um, It basically says the search for Kyron continues. Um, It's still active. It's been seven years, you know, since he vanished. We know that. We know, you know, he disappeared in 2010. Um, You know, they talked about... The sheriff's office is quietly coordinating ground searches. Why quietly? What the hell is there to quietly coordinate? I don't understand. Well, they they, they don't. If any of the public or anyone um, outside of the people who are trained to do such 
get involved or have information, they could go say you're a suspect and they say they're mounting a search and you're like, fuck, I left some evidence right here. I'm going to go get it. And excuse my language. I'm sorry. Um, um, anyway, uh, and go and, you know, and go and remove the evidence that that would hinder your investigation intensively. I mean, extensive, I mean, that's just terrible. So you can't, they have to do it quietly. I don't know why they would use that comment. Cause I think it's kind of sly and a little bit ignorant because <laughs> it's kind of rude you know what i mean like why would you say it quietly aside from the fact that what they what they mean probably whoever whatever news site posted that probably was trying to put the image out there that it was a private search effort and not for the public to be involved in you know that's probably why they use that terminology but quietly yeah. has to be it would have to be quiet because there were so many you know they did like i said they, they didn't really conduct this because of, there was so much you know traffic involved you know so many people already involved that weren't you know just random people which is great you know initially but when when it comes to something this long term it really kind of messes things up because so many people involved and you know they're not trying to do it you know what i mean like it's really kind of technical i don't i mean i don't think people understand that the field research we have to do for search and rescue is so so mathematical i mean down to calculating the weather every single day to the wind direction to the to the um, time of year, to the temperature, to the, to the where the sun is in the sky. I mean, this is all tracking, you know, uh, technology. You know, I mean, we all have to. I mean, it's literally like it's very scientific. You know, if you do it right, but if you have a whole bunch of people involved that aren't trained, it, it can't go that smoothly. You know. Yeah. Excuse me, ma'am. Um, I have a question for Evan. Um, Evan, um, yeah. do you know if the district attorney has been involved in this case at all? Yes, actually, I was reading that the district attorney has been in, uh, involved in the case. In fact, I don't agree with some of the things they've done, and I'm reading it as we speak. The district attorney uh, was uh, Matthew J. Uh, Sunrick. He's in Multnomah County's response to the petition for review of denial of right to inspect public records. There have been blocks all over this from the senior assistant county attorney, and uh, I don't know why. I mean, it's just a police report. It's just, you know, NBC wanted the rights to go over some of the reports and their findings and they were blocked. Now, it's just an act of Congress to block a journalist from getting documents. Oh, my God. This was blocked and this was dated April 27, 2017. It was hand-delivered. Oh, my God. Matthew J. and I find it strange. I mean, what? The, yeah, no wonder the the documentation wasn't released then. It's because there was a block on it. Big time. Oh gosh. You know uh, what? This, this uh, is that was such a great uh, question because uh, it, the best time, the very best time to go to a district attorney is when there's a new one. I used to work for the DA's office, and they usually hate each other, <laughs> and they'll throw out cases. When the new one comes in, they want to be heroes, and they'll take what the other one didn't solve and get right on it. So that might be a really, really good idea. Yeah. To go and, to the new one. 
It further, it further says that Multnomah County's criminal investigation into the disappearance of Kevin Harmon was also alive and ongoing, with detectives continued to follow leads, and a grand jury remains impaneled to take evidence into this matter. Mm. So the question is, they got all this evidence coming in, and things happening, and there's not even enough for a grand jury to, to review? I don't think so, people. Uh, it's because the documents it? were blocked in the first place. Where did you find this information out at, Evan? I'm really interested in looking at myself. Uh, KGW.com Portland is the K- link. KGW, right? KGW.com? Yeah. It's KGW.com, News Local, Kyron Harmon, New Details, and Search for Kyron Harmon. Okay. And the guy's name was Matthew what? Uh, I do. Harmon, and they locked him out. 
Um, Declaration of Keith Kraft. Uh, note to declare and test to the following certified peace officer, blah, blah, blah. Roseburg Police Department is indicated that their criminal investigation is ongoing, blah, blah, blah. Um, interesting. Yeah, it is. I hereby declare under penalty of perjury that the above statement is true to the best of my knowledge. I make this declaration as a part of MCSO's response to the ORS 192.450. Uh, Roseburg, let's see, Declaration Keith Crab. Yeah, interesting. I, I don't know. It, it's people tried to get you know records and and what they got was enough. Um, Can you believe that? Yeah, petitioner was Kylie Boshi from Channel. You know, uh, Kylie. Kyle K Y L E Kyle Boshi. I B O S H I, and um, it says the request. The request report details portions of an investigation of felony criminal activity that allegedly occurred in Douglas County. That criminal investigation is ongoing and has not been closed by the Roseburg Police. Yada 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 yada. Um, anyway, it is what it is. So yeah. No wonder, they, no wonder they got no, uh, you know, no evidence. It's because everything was always blocked. Exactly. You know, that um, the phrase, to the best of my knowledge, you know, what a load of shit. Yeah. It is. Don't be yeah. sad. Don't be sad, Evan. We'll find tyrant. We will. I know this case is close to your heart. And my Somebody, needs to. Somebody yeah. needs to find them. I know. I know. Well, we'll keep working on it until we can't anymore, you know. That's about all you can do. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much out here, you know, the top of it is just crazy, crazy, crazy. And um, you could yeah. make up flyers, and I could help you make up flyers and mail them to the public so that everybody is aware of this case again, and maybe people will help. You know, I don't know, but I do know, like my husband Randy says, it's going to take a public outcry, you know, to demand justice and demand the truth. Exactly. And what about, is is there a petition? I mean, I've seen a lot of petitions, you know, where if you have so many signatures and you send it to the DA or you send it to whoever it needs to go to. It, it yeah, they got, demands out there. They've got they've got fundraisers of fundraisers. I talked to some representative of uh Tyron Harmon when they were at when they were in Portland um they had a booth at the uh, Portland Memorial Coliseum where I was working at the time and so I went up and talked to him while I was on shift and and uh, they've got a lot of different events, and they continue to do fundraisers and things like that because it's so expensive to do what they're doing. Um, but um, yeah, they're, they just—they're some of the greatest people I've ever talked to. They just—they—they they don't give up. They have always maintained that hope that someday they'll find Kyron. I mean. 
Think about it now. He was seven then. He is now 14 years old. I know it. It's so sad. Yeah. So sad. And, and what I'd like to see is the police get off their dairy fat ass and stop eating donuts at the coffee shop and do a new picture of what Tyron would look like now. Do a photo of him. We don't want to see what he'd look at it. At seven, we want to see what he looks like. What he would look like now. They you know what happened? Huh? Derek, I saw one today. I don't know who did it, but when I was going, when I was googling and going through, I did see really? a picture of what he would look like today, and it it really hit me hard because he 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 would be my daughter's age right now. When he was abducted, he was my grandson's age. And, you know, and any mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, sister, brother, I mean, anybody who sees that is affected by it and I think would be moved to do something. You know, it's like we're all parents, you know. And I'm not saying that people that don't have children don't feel deeply as we do, but exactly. you know, it hits you very hard and it really makes you want to do something, anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it makes you think. You know, my grandson was in playoffs yesterday for baseball, and he made a home run. He didn't make the second one, but his team lost. It was all I could do not to cry. I was so hurt for him. So, all right. Yeah, I kind of did. I kind of did when I get in the car. But anyway, it, it just it makes you think. You know what? How would a how would a parent react to something like this? I mean, there's just no there's no way to prepare. There's no way to even understand it, but as parents, I think that a lot of a lot of people would get involved if we just came up with something, maybe a petition, maybe with that picture, you know, and just demand some answers, get it to reporters in the area. I don't know. That's an idea. Well, if we all did something, you know, anything, no matter how small it might seem, if we all like. Like you said, Evan, if everybody got off their fat asses and just actually cared for a second about someone other than their damn selves, we could get this child some type of justice. I hate to use that word because there is no justice with the justice system. And they ought to go down just as much as Carrie should. Right. They might not have personally murdered this child, this baby themselves, but by ignoring it and by lying about it, trying to, you know, keep everybody quiet and not bring up the topic of him anymore, you know, they're just as guilty as, as Terry. And why? That's what I want to know. Why are all of these people, you know, Right down to who we were just talking about, the district attorney, why are they all involved in this as deeply as they are and in the wrong manner? Yeah, I don't know. And I know I've talked about this before, but, I mean, people are on death row to this very day because they were convicted, uh, you know, for murders and so forth with purely circumstantial evidence. And there's enough circumstantial evidence in this case to fry Terry Harmon's fat ass, there's absolutely no doubt in that whatsoever. Um, There's no doubt in my mind that a grand jury would not indict Terry Harmon. Brought forth with the proper district attorney 
somebody that's willing to try that case. Um, and here's the thing. Um, if Terry Harmon lost the criminal trial, just in the matter of, like, speaking of O.J. Simpson, he lost, he won the criminal part but lost in the civil. And it's the opposite. You know, if they didn't get a conviction in criminal court, it's probably a guarantee that they would get a conviction uh, in civil court, and that would bring at least some closure to uh, to the missing boy. And I haven't seen any of this take place. I have not seen anything about a civil trial against, you know, Terry Harmon. And that's a question I would wonder why. I would I, I would nail her ass. I would I would I would go all the way. I don't know why they have not. Exactly. Punitive damages. You know, what in the hell is going on? I think we just need to do some more digging, Evan. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the more you dig into this case and you know, now under the Freedom of Information Act you can get just about every document they've got. So right. if anybody wants to investigate it, they sure they should. They they sure can. Um right. you know, one day they're gonna find the bones or the remains of this boy, um and you know, and it's still not gonna, gonna bring closure. They're still not no. gonna be able to prove who did it. No. Uh, they may not be able to prove what happened. Um, so, how much closure can you get on a case like this? I, I yeah. yeah, that's a good question. But, but exactly. somebody needs to pay, and that's the key. Somebody needs to pay. This little boy all needs to pay. He still pay. believes in Santa Claus. You know, they all he needs need to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You know, it is what it is. It's it's a heartbreaking case. Um, I'll tell you, when I go fishing out there, I'm always I've always got my eyes open. Oh my gosh! I just I seen know. a man fishing in my mind's huh? eye. I just seen a man fishing, and I thought, what the heck does that have to do with this? Everything. <laughs> 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 There you go. Now you know. You're um, you know, I don't know what else there is to really say about this case other than it's really a sad story. It's, it's a horrible thing to have happen, and I can't understand, you know, how somebody could even live not knowing about their loved one. It's just a horrible thing, and um, it makes you want to do horrible things to... The stepmom is everything is pointed towards her, obviously, and it's just—it's really bad because Terry Harmon, she she has uh, all the rights in the world. You know, she's protected by law. Yeah, protected under our U.S. Constitution, and. it's probably one of the reasons they won't get an answer from her is because she doesn't have to talk. You know, it, it, it's, uh, I wish there was something they could do, you know, law-wise. Give the bitch a truth to her make her talk. She'll talk like a little rally cat, boy. Exactly. <laughs> we can do, do that, Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Well, you, you could tie her to a tree and put honey all over 
She might talk after about six hours being tied to a tree with ants and honey all over. Exactly. And, and why would it be? Why would it be charging her name? Evan. Yes. What? Why? Why did she change her name? Even you know. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine because there's you know five million people in the city of Portland that probably will hang their ass out to dry. That's why. That's right. She changed her name. She changed her name so Evan won't um, put honey on her entire tree. That's right. Of, yeah. Because <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of people who would like to do that. I think you're right. I I would suspect that Dad would probably be willing to do just about every damn thing he can. Um, you know, and the mom, the actual mom, I got nothing for her anyway. I don't like her. She wasn't around the family at the time. She didn't take care of that boy. She wasn't even in the picture most of the boy's life. So I got nothing for the mom. They can hang out with my two. mom, Desiree. Yeah. I don't, I don't trust her at all either. Um, this child is surrounded by freaking idiots. Flicking. <laughs> New word. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Flicking idiots. Yeah. That's oh. horrible. Nah. It is horrible. Oh, Evan, what do we do? <laughs> mm. I know what I'm going to do after the show. I'm going to go. I'm going to go sit in the hot tub. I'm going to make a mistake. That I'm going to go sit in the hot tub, and then I'm going to take a shower. Then I'm going to lay on the couch and go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and nap is in the is in tall order. I right. I was busy, I was busy today. I planted some tomato plants. We're going to have a lot of different species of tomatoes this year. It's going to be crazy. We got I pepper plants, tomatoes. Tomato. Yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> huh? How do you have species of tomatoes? Or is there one? Is there different kinds? Like, oh God, yes. There's all kinds of different species, and you know, there's. About, are we talking about tomatoes now? Yeah, tomatoes. we are. Really <laughs> good tomatoes. Oh yeah. yeah. He's cooking yeah. tomatoes. We can go back to the paranormal hot tub thing, you know. <laughs> no, that just makes me jealous. I can't even talk about that subject. I can't either. I don't have a damn hot tub, Evan. <laughs> you know what? Last night, late, 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 late last night, I decided to rent. I was going to rent a hotel with a hot tub just so I could stay in the hotel. I cannot believe you're saying that because I was going to do the same thing. <laughs> Two days ago. All right. I'll meet you halfway. Just I'll meet you halfway. I'll meet you halfway. I'm in Texas, so we'll oh. suck it and here we go. Yeah. I'm in Michigan. Oh, no. So stop oh, okay. it, Evan. Just stop it. You flipping man. It's sad. Uh, Pretty lonesome in there. I'm usually in there by myself. It seats, I think, eight or ten people. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I could swim in that. Yeah. (laughs) 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 It's got built-in pillows, so you turn on the jets and the pillows. 
Luke back and then the, the massager kicks in and it actually goes all, you know, if you sit like up straight, it goes from your lower part all the way up to your neck. Yeah. Stop it. Just stop it, Evan. I'm not, I'm not touching that one. I'm not touching that. No, that's yeah, not the same thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking savage. Well, I'll tell you guys, it's, uh, for some reason, this show made me tired today. I think I threw a lot of information out there, but good God, this keeps me going on for seven years. Oh, I know it. We just need to work more on it, Evan, and... You know, you have my phone number, I have yours, and um, yep. need to keep in touch and maybe do some more radio shows about this or other pieces of this puzzle. We should. We should. I'm going to... I'll see about getting some of my old pictures because I fished in all the areas we talked about and I have pictures there, so I'll bring my picture island and post some of those pictures of the island in that area and so forth so you guys can see some of the train and things like that. So oh, I'll, yeah. I'll work on that after the show. That would be cool if you did that. I could, I could probably get a better visual on what I see, you know, definitely. Yeah. And then after I do that, then I'll go into the paranormal haunt. How's that? <laughs> fine, fine. That sounds good. <laughs> But you know what? Like if we all if we all start posting and we all start sharing each other's posts and just get it out there and ask people to share, share, share. People, what was your name? Or get involved. My name? Yeah, Kelly Griffin. Kelly what? I, Griffin. Okay. Griffin. Yeah, I sent you a you friend. Are. I just pushed that little. Oh. Cool. <laughs> then I'll accept you. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. All righty. And we'll discuss it in the hot tub when we meet. Oh, Kelly. 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 That um, was in, in, around, I think around the, shoot, I have to look, I think it's either the 7th or the 17th, I'll be gone for a few days. I'm going to, yes, I'm going to be in Vegas, so. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. You're trying mm-hmm. to kill me, aren't you? It'll be like 110 there. Ouch. Ooh, that would be oh, bad. That, it's horrible, mm-hmm. but it's like in Texas, so. Yeah.
Stacy, thanks again, and we'll get back to you again when we discuss this further. And I'm, I'm going to check on some other developments, and I'm going to see about getting Tyler Horman's dad on a, a show. If we can get him right. on, we'll make another show and see what oh, happens. Absolutely. I'd like to hear his take. So. Yeah. With well, that said, with thank that said you everybody, thank you so much for tuning in today, and, and uh, we'll be back to you next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Beyond Reality. I'm Evan Jensen, and we're out, guys. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, night everyone. Good night, ladies. Good night. Good night. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.